It's Thursday, June 24th. I'm Rudy. Anonymous customer leaves $16,000 tip at New Hampshire restaurant. Wow. Britney Spears' dad really is loose with her money. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. everybody thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to cleveland you can find this podcast on apple podcast and spotify on stitcher every single day around this time 9 45 a.m we go live on instagram at rudy underscore pavich all right today on the show people ask me if i'm into tall girls and at my height i kind of have to be but first gotta say what up to everybody what's up jules why hello mel Mel asks, hey there, Rudy, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for asking. Appreciate that. Uh, Olina says, what up? Nice to see everybody. What's up, Lindsay? Hello, Kendra. Just scrolling through. What's up to Jimmy Norder? What's up, buddy? How are you? Hi, Dan. Good to see everybody today. All right. Uh, Yeah, speaking of uh, this, um, man, this Britney Spears story. I'm just keeping a manila folder of all the headlines that are coming out about all this and making sure that I download as many videos off of TMZ that I possibly can because one day when um, my daughter is 17 and a half years old and tells me to go get fucked because I'm an asshole, I am just going to go ahead and spin this around and be like, there you go. That's what it could have been like. You got a dad who's in the arts, who never gave you a hard time, who never at like 15 and a half put you in a schoolgirl outfit and made you get, get up on... MTV and shake your ass all over the place so that we can make a buck. Never did any of that stuff. I made you clean your room like once every nine months and even after you didn't do it, I still went up there and did it. (laughs) You know? Never got in your case about the fact that you never pick up dog shit. Nah. I'm I'm sorry. Tell me the terrible job I did again. I didn't have a conservatorship over your life when you were almost in your 40s and you had to go to court and tell the judge that you need to be released of it. Like, that that didn't happen. So, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Uh, What's up, Poopty? How are you? Uh, Hello, Gina. Hi, Tracy. Uh, Jim says, can you say hi to Kim at Gardner? I can. What's up, Kim at Gardner? How are you? Good to see you, everybody. Right on. Uh, and it's true, though. Like, uh, a couple people throwing in the uh, laughing emojis about this Britney Spears thing. Everybody's... We were totally shitting all over Britney Spears not that long ago. And there was one lonely kid under a sheet on the internet going, Leave Britney alone! And everyone went, You shut up, too! And now we're all like, got her back? It's because, like, now we're all the same age and we're all like, Jesus Christ, that would suck to live like that. She put out a video today, I think it was, where she is on stage in Vegas and her body is like completely red compared to everybody else's. And you can tell it's, it's like a fever thing. And she's like, is it hot in here? Huh. I mean, I do have 102 temp. She says it to the crowd. She used that as like a piece of evidence that her dad would make her get out on stage even though she was sick because there's a dollar bill that they had to go chase. It was awful to watch. So yeah, so when your kids, you know, turn around and tell you that you sucked as a parent, just go ahead and just slide that across the, <laughs> you know. I mean, I can't really judge dudes with a bunch of tattoos because I've been judged by parents before when I've gone home with uh, with gals to meet them. But if my daughter ever, like, you know, brings home a, a dude named Snake and he's got a big neck tattoo, I'll just go ahead and slide that across the table and be like, really? Are, are you doing this to get back at me? 
Are you? Because if you are, I'm going to tell you that it could have been way worse. Have you guys seen this thing on Netflix? We just talked about it on the show today. Trailer came out for it yesterday. Sexy Beasts on Netflix. It is a dating show where people have prosthetics put all over them to make them look like one guy is dressed up like Satan. There's a gal who looks like a dolphin. There's also a, a guy who I think was a frog, but I couldn't tell. It was like a merman type looking thing. It looked like the dude from Shape of Water. But here you go. Here's, here's the uh, trailer for it. Welcome to the strangest blind date ever. Hey, how you doing? Damn. How are you? How you doing? <laughs> Could you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? What is your ideal woman? Personality for me is everything. You're the best looking devil I've ever seen. This is really weird right now. <laughs> Would you count this as a weird experience for you? Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so, I like your fin. <laughs> <laughs> so what if I pick you and I'm not what you expect underneath? I kissed this girl and I don't know what she looks like. I'm literally just like in love with the moment. Time has come. This is gonna be really tough for me. I can't choose both of you. I've made my decision. My sexy beast is. Okay, so we talked about this and how there's sort of like a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a catfishing almost going on, you know? And it is. Uh, it's, it's a new, like, they just got to keep hyping it, you know? When they talk about, like, just getting that little bit of fix of endorphins, you know? When you just got to, like, move up a little bit more, you know? They talk about it, like, with sexual fetishes, that it just it heightens a little bit more, you know? Like, you're just you're getting it on with somebody one night, and the dog licks your toe, and now all of a sudden you're like, I wonder what that would feel like? And then that, next thing you know, six months later, you're in a full-blown foot fetish, you know? Uh, Lindsay, the voices are killing me. It's like this last year in the pandemic with masks. And I get that, yeah. Um, it is a uh, it's a weird concept, but I kind of dig it. And somebody on our show today had made a comment that I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna judge people on their body types. I think they're gonna go on personality alone. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit, especially for the guys. Because 100% of guys, I don't have scientific evidence on this. I'm just throwing it out there. But 100% of all males would rather be made miserable by a nine and a half than connect with a six. And that is a thousand percent correct. Ask any guy on the planet, especially when we're in our 20s. We will be put through dire straits with a female who makes us completely bonkers if she's a nine and a half. If she's hot, we will put up with so much shit. I took a lot of heat on the show one day when I was talking about Crisco's sister and how her, she had a blown tire. <laughs> and nobody would stop to help her change the tire. And I said, listen, this is not me. This is society talking. It is because your sister's just not hot enough. If you want to know how good looking you are, just pull your vehicle off to the side of the road, prop up the hood, you don't even have to have anything wrong with your car. Just go ahead and see if anybody will stop. If somebody stops within the first, like, 90 seconds, you are a smoke show. If somebody stops within three, four minutes, you're probably pretty good looking. If nobody stops, dude, you got to be, be on reality's terms here, you know? Uh, Janessa, that's why it's so sad. Why do you want to be miserable? I, you're right. Because we feel like if we can land a girl who is that hot... It will make people perceive us as we have something to give. And that's the bottom line. 
It is all about how it reflects with us. Oh, that guy has a girl who is completely put together or is like way hotter than he could ever get. So thus, he must have something that we're just not seeing. We had the sign language teacher back at Hibbing High School. Her name was Sue Hellstrom. And Sue Hellstrom was, uh, and I'm not saying, uh, you're not even, you can't even handicap it. Because some people would be like, yeah, she was good looking for like a sign language teacher. No, no, no. This woman at the time in like, you know, the early 90s could have been in Playboy. And everybody knew it. All the teachers, all the students, we all knew it. But her husband was this like dude who was about the same like height as she was. Kind of had a big Adam's apple. Kind of a dorky looking guy. Super nice. But that there was love there. Because every time they went out places, they were holding hands. It's not like he had like a ton to offer. You know, I'm sure he was great and he had, you know... A, a, means to be able to support the both of them but it wasn't like he was like driving around in a sweet ass ferrari and had a job where he was like taking private jets all over the place Lindsay, 100 percent true people who say they don't like they uh say oh looks don't matter are lying out their asses thousand percent totally true amanda totally agree it's sad but true yeah we will we'll all be miserable and girls do the same thing Girls put up with a ton of crap from dudes because they, you know, got a six-pack or they're a sports figure. I had a friend of mine who dated numerous sports figures, and they put her through the ringer. They would fly into town. They wouldn't call. The game would – and it was like clockwork, man. We'd all be hanging out, and you'd be watching – I'm not going to say the sports team – because this person might be watching or listening, and I think she would feel bad if we kind of judged her on it. Because at the time, we were like, no, it's fine. You can totally get used by a professional athlete. But we'd watch the game, and the second the game was done, it was like within 30 minutes. You'd hear a phone go off, and it was the guy going, hey, uh, just wrapping up. We're heading down to the hotel if you want to come. And she would get up, and she would go, and then at you know 2.30 in the morning, Somebody would get a text message. She'd be crying. Hey, can you come pick me up? And then somebody would have to run down there and pick her ass up. And she'd be like, hey, he told me that he, I needed to leave because his wife was going to come. I'm like, you do this to yourself. I mean, don't date pro athletes that are like 23. It's not on us. It's on you. It's not on him. He's just doing what his options are. He's 23 years old. He's making millions of dollars. He's playing in front of large crowds every night. His ego is through the roof right now. This is on you. You need to set boundaries for yourself about this. The sexy beast thing, if I was going to go do it, I said I'd want to be something cuddly. I want to be a meerkat. I'm tiny. I'm little. Diminutive. I can peek up out of the ground. Isn't that the cutest damn thing you've ever seen when those meerkats just like peek their head up and they're like, hey, what's going on? What's happening, everybody? Huh? Where's the food? Where, where's Jim? I heard Jim's got all the best nuts. Huh? Where's Jim? Huh? It's the cutest damn thing on the planet. Go meerkat every time. See these guys that were dressed up like tigers and something like, ah, dude, bring it back a little bit. This isn't your, I know what you're trying to put out there into the world. And we all know it ain't, it ain't what it appears to be. Janessa, I agree. You have to be attracted to the person at the same time. Personality, morals, and values are more important. You're right. They are more important, but we don't think like that. Maybe you do down the road, maybe when you've put up, which is a sad thing to say for the person that you end up with, where you're like, listen, I've had a lot of hot guys and I just didn't want them anymore. (laughs) Like, ooh. I think it was Molly Shannon who had a great quote in her book, her autobiography, 
uh, like the 10 rules of marriage or something like that. Number four was, don't worry, fellas, we thought we'd marry hotter too, which uh, I always love. <laughs> it's, uh, it's true. Uh, I made that crack earlier about uh, people ask me if I'm into tall girls and at my height, I kind of have to be. It is, that is a 1000% correct. I'm not bullshitting anybody about that. That is true. And there was a couple that just got into the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest gap of height between a married couple. When I was growing up, it was uh, one of those, would I ever get married? Because who would want to marry a dwarf or, you know, fall in love with somebody like myself? My usual type would be a tall guy. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think you can choose who you fall in love with. I definitely think there's someone out there for everyone, um, perhaps not who you would um, imagine. Our love story is taught us and taught others that um, you can't judge a book by its cover and just to love the person no matter who they are, really. This has got to be close when it comes to like a, a uh, like a, just a, I don't want to say regular sized person. What the hell do we call people that are just, you know, like there's a name that that dwarfs have for, is it, is it Tallies? Tall? I can't remember, but anyway, uh, she is five foot five. He is three foot seven. Is that the is that the right? I got that. Yep, three three feet seven. She's five four, which is about average height for a typical gal. You know, it's average height. Yeah. So every guy who ha- is short has to be able to compensate, and it's the same reason as to why like fat guys are funny, because if they weren't, then nobody would ever touch them. No girl would ever think about sleeping with him if they couldn't make them laugh. That's why every fat guy has got that story about, like, I used to punch, I used to, you know, beat them to the punch all the time. Like, when you got, you know, man boobies and you're 12 years old and you just start, like, getting into girls, you're like, Jesus, man, like, why is it like the hockey players are getting to, you know, getting to hang out with all the chicks? Oh, yeah, that's because you're a little flabby, kid. (laughs) You spend too much time eating gummy bears. Maybe you should get out and, like, try a sport every once in a while. But the height thing, you have to really, like, be okay with it. It takes a long time. Because when I was, like, in sixth grade, I was a big kid. And I, you know, in football, like, I was dominating. Because it was, man, it didn't take much. I played tight end until I met my buddy Steve Galley, who played on another team. And that dude was equally as big as I was. But then... I got to seventh grade and then just like immediately shut down and everybody else just kept growing. So by the time I got to like 10th grade, you know, when you start getting a license, you can go hang out with girls and do all that whole thing. It was like, dude, I, I, you're just getting lost because I was so diminutive compared to everybody else, man. Like my football pictures are, they're almost comical. They're like, who let the toddler out there with all these other grown men? So at some point, you do just have to come to terms with it. Like, hey, man, I'm not, you know, you're never going to be able to, like, compensate for that. But that's where you find the humor. That's where you you find other things that you can make up for it, you know? You find, like, being a good partner to people. That'll offset it a little bit. There was a gal that I was at a bar one night in Wisconsin, and I was uh, standing at the bar waiting for a drink. And this girl comes up, and she starts talking to me. And she said something like, oh, hey, we're going to take a walk down to this bar. Would you like to come up, come with us? I said, well, actually, I'm here with, like, a couple of friends of mine, just the guys that just drove into town. But I said, hey, you know, uh, a little bit later, if that's all right, 
uh, how about I live right above this bar? Why don't you come back? And I got a hot tub and a sauna and I got all that accoutrement. I said, why don't you just come on back? Around like 145, because bar time was 215. I said, we'll uh, grab a couple of drinks from the bar. We'll bring them upstairs and uh, we'll just kind of have a little after bar party. And she said, absolutely. Sounds good. So <laughs> as I wrap up the conversation with her, I was standing on the brass rail that's on the bottom of the bar and I just like hop down and I lose about, you know, six inches of height. And the look on this girl's face was like, what the what? And then she just slowly turned with her drinks and walks away. And that was that. And there was a guy by the name of Mark, and Mark was sitting at the bar, and Mark looked over at me, and he went, oh, my God, that got awkward. I was like, did she not know that I was this short? And it hurt. It hurt like a son of a bitch. It was like, I, you, there's nothing you can do about that. It's not like you're in a battle of wits with somebody. That one you got to put on yourself. Sporting events, and you got to put that on yourself. But I can't battle back from the height, you know? It was, it was awful. It felt terrible. Look at everybody laughing. Amanda with the ha-ha-has, Lindsay, ha-ha-ha, hopped out. Yeah, I really did. I mean, I, for me, you know that move like a superhero does when he falls from the sky and then he goes knee first into the pavement and then pops back up? That's what I did off the brass rail at the bar. It was like Thor himself came out of the sky and dropped down. <sighs> Mel, crazy to think your height makes... Uh, makes that big of a difference to people. It really does. For some people, I mean, go through any dating app and it'll tell you. Like, people don't want, they'll say like, hey, nobody under six feet. Which I, which I totally get. Like, I don't know, if I, was a, if I was a female and I was five, we'll just say 5'10", throw it out there. If I was 5'10", and I was in the dating world, I wouldn't want somebody who's shorter than me. I'd want a guy who was like 5'6", because that 5'10", girls would, that's already like a tough putt, you know? Uh, Kate asks, how tall are you? On a good day, just waking up, eight hours of sleep, I could probably maybe get to 5'7". Maybe. And I'm, I still think it might be like around 5'6 and 3 quarter, if you want to get like specific. Amanda, I feel you. Five feet, remember? My feet never touch the ground when I sit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Mel, my cutoff was six feet and under when I was looking. See, it's it's a thing. People, gals just want tall guys, and I I I completely get it. I would want the same. For me, like, it might feel weird, like kind of discriminatory, but it might be like, can I put a cap on height? Can I just say I don't want to date anybody who's over five foot six? Because that's emasculating, right? That feels kind of weird. Uh, Olena, people are stupid sometimes. I like a guy closer to my height. Makes me makes it easier to kiss them. Yeah, yeah. Th- that is the one upside to it. It's weird when you are, you know, five, you know, five four as a female, but then you're also dating somebody who's six six. That looks weird to me. Uh, let's see, Mel. No, they'd have to be oh under six feet. Yeah, we worded it wrong. Yeah, under. Yeah, you can. I think. I think ladies can put a cap on height. Guys cannot. It would feel weird like we were discriminating against somebody, you know? Uh, for us short, short girls, that's perfect height, says Katie. Yeah, in some instances it is. I get it. But I, I, it just made me think about the time I was, as I was listening to this uh, story this morning. 
It made me think of the time that I was at Target and I was trying to reach up onto the top shelf to grab a package of toilet paper, and it was way up on top. It was one of the last packages, and I put my foot down on the bottom shelf and then was trying to do that move where I like reached up and then grabbed the toilet paper. And while I'm like, I'm like, you know that move where your fingers are just like touching the edge of it and you're like trying to like pop it over to you. And while I'm doing that, all of a sudden this hand just comes past my face and grabs the packet of toilet paper and pulls it down and then hands it to me. And uh, it was a gal from the Minnesota Lynx, the WNBA team. And she was like, you look like you could use a little bit of help. And we both kind of got a a laugh out of it. And I thought, well, that's emasculating. And then, uh, and then I was like, actually, bitch, I was going for the two ply. This is one ply. Reach back up there. Grab me that two ply. Bellamy Jack, my dad was five foot seven and my sister's five nine. Genetics, I get it. It does feel weird when you see somebody, uh, two parents that are like five six, and then they got a kid who's like five eleven. You're like, mm, I don't know about this, Dad. I I don't know if height is made by combining two heights of one uh, of parents to make one baby. I think maybe you might have gotten hosed in the deal. Janessa, I'm five foot two and a quarter, which counts, and my fiance is six foot three. So that's a what is that? A foot and yeah, a foot and an inch, dude. It's got, it must be nice to have somebody around that can clean the top of the fridge, right? Because that's always the worst part. Like, I get up on my little step stool in my kitchen, and I'm like, ah, yikes. Who has not been dusting up here? My goodness. To get these cleaning people out here. Somebody put me on their shoulders with a sponge. Let's make this thing sparkle. <laughs> Hey, I don't know if I mentioned I'm going to be out uh, the next couple of days. Uh, let's see. So Saturday, we're going to be at Camp Bar in downtown St. Paul. I'm doing like, I don't know, seven to ten minutes, which uh, which is all like material that has been sussed out, and uh, which I know, I'm not saying it's hilarious. I'm just saying that it's been on stage and up on its feet a couple of times. That's a Saturday night Camp Bar downtown St. Paul with... Um, uh, with uh, uh, Shannon Paul, Janessa. Yes, it is, and reach the oh to have a guy who's that tall. Yes, it is, and to reach the top of the cabinets without having to climb, and then myself. I, I get, I get it. I totally get it. God, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, Kate, I do that all the time, or I grab a broom from the cleaning section and then use that. I just tell, I just tell people, you do what you got to do. Short girl problems. I'm only five foot one. Yeah. Olina, my family is full of guys that are six foot or taller. My oldest three are taller than me and close to six feet tall. Their dad is five foot eight. Yeah, I, I, I don't get what happens, man. It's like it just skips a generation. You know, you look at one of the kids might have a full head of hair like their grandparents, but then the brother of that kid is also bald by the time he gets to be, you know, 17. It's just whatever, man. You can't, I, I don't know. I'm sure they could probably explain it better about genetics, but I don't know. Uh, but then at next Wednesday... I'll also be at Sisyphus Brewing for Punchline Punch-Out, which is a great concept. So 24 hours before the show happens, all the comics are given one phrase or one word, and then we have to do we have to write five minutes of material. Never been put out on stage, never been up on its feet, hasn't been tested in front of anybody. We have to then bring that to the stage. And uh, that's where it gets tough. That Because you're kind of already under pressure, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> If this is if this is going to go well or not, but hopefully you know you're confident enough in yourself, or you're like at least I know that they're written in a way that is a, a good structure. And here you go, we'll just present it. And plus, if you if you if you bomb, who gives a shit? Jesus Christ! I tell people that all the time when they get all flustered about bombing. I'm like, you're not that special. People are not going to remember this. All right, 
Did you light the stage on fire? Did you whip your dick at them? Did you pull your titties out and then squirt milk all over everybody? No, you didn't. So don't worry. No one is ever going to remember this. It's totally fine. Uh, Lindsay asked, what time on Saturday? I'm not sure. I think their shows at Camp Bar typically start at 8. I could be wrong. I'll make a post about it and then send it out. So we'll see what up. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, you guys uh, can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher. And uh, make sure you find us every single day on Instagram, at Rudy underscore Povich, for the Instagram Live. And once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.